picture and book remain, an acre of green grass. For air and exercise, now strength of body goes. Midnight, an old house, where nothing stirs but a mouse. My temptation is quiet, here at life's end. Neither loose imagination, nor the mill of the mind, consuming its rag and bone, can make the truth known. Grant me an old man's frenzy, myself must I really make, till I am Timon and Lear, or that William Blake, who beat upon the wall, till truth obeyed his call. A mind Michael Angelo knew, that can pierce the clouds, or inspired by frenzy, shake the dead in their shrouds. Forgotten else by mankind, an old man's eagle mind. An Acre of Grass 1938 W.B. Looking closely, the lyric poetry evolves. Yeats' source of inspiration shifts from nature to art and the way around. It's a narrative of grass or life of a man. The poem comprises four stanzas, each of six lines. This pattern is no accident. The mood of the poem changes markedly between the second and third stanzas, and this is reinforced by the extra certainty provided by Fuller's opposed to half rhymes. His mind contains only the dregs of memories and thoughts, which he refers to as rag and bone, an image which he was to use later, to even better effect. As the final line of the circus animal's desertion, having no material on which to work, and no loose imaginings either, there is no way that the mill of the mind can make the truth known. was well aware of how easy it was to let go and forget the mission he had set himself as a young man, namely to discover and communicate truths about life. Thank you.
he feared turning into another William Wordsworth, who lived to old age, but let his ambition fade away, writing hardly anything in his final years despite having been made poet laureate. Several years later, Dylan Thomas would write that old age should burn, and rave at close of day, although he was talking, in Do Not Go Gentle, about fighting against impending death. Here, Yeats calls for ages a creative force, citing William Blake and, in the fourth stanza, Michelangelo was men who continued to create great works as they got older. As well as Blake and Michelangelo, he cites two Shakespearean characters, Timon and Lear, whose rage against the world produced no benefit to anyone. However, the use of awe to separate Timon and Lear from Blake could be significant, in that a display of anger can result in nothing or something. In Blake's case he beat upon the wall, until truth obeyed his call. The frenzy of Michelangelo seems to be more purposeful. Instead of merely raging, he uses his frenzy to shake the dead in their shrouds which might sound like a pointless activity, but, when done by an artist, it can produce memorable images. Yeats wants to emulate Michelangelo by avoiding the fate of being forgotten else by mankind. The mind he seeks is one that can pierce the clouds and thus reach any height it wishes. In the closing line, this is expressed as an old man's eagle mind.
An acre of grass presents a transformation from passivity to activity in which the condition of being old takes on a new meaning. In the first two stanzas ages seen as being weak and feeble. The body has no strength, nothing stirs, life is nearing its end and only rags and bones remain in the mind. However, the change in the second half of the poem is dramatic, with words such as frenzy beat pierce and shake adding a sense of urgency. Together with the change from half to full rhymes as noted earlier, there is no getting away from images of old age, with time and traditionally held to be an elderly character. Liran Blake, who was 70 when he died, taking pride of place.
praising Yeats. T.S. Eliot wrote, that a man who is capable of experience finds himself in a very different world in every decade of his life. As he sees it with different ties, the material of his art is continually renewed. As a young symbolist yeets a dust. When shall the stars be blown about the sky? Like sparks blown out of a smithy, and I Surely thine hour has come, thy great wind blows Far off, most secret, and inviolable rose Years later, the aging poet had garrisoned himself, not only in the security of honor and fame, but also with real tangible symbols. The tower with its winding stair, his wife and children. Amidst these trappings of age and accretion, he remembered his lifelong dream An ancient bridge, and a more ancient tower. A farmhouse that is sheltered by its wall. An acre of stony ground, where the symbolic rose can break in flower.
The poetry of Yeats' later years shows the patterns he had set earlier coming to fruition. In the tower, he had vowed, Now shall I make my soul. By the time he wrote Tom O'Reilly, a ballad of his last years, the hours had run the gyre-like course. Because I helped to wind the clock, I come to hear it strike. Spiritual renewal was still his central theme, but like his symbols, the idea had gathered weight and resonance over the years, through continual re-examination, reappraisal. Most of the abstractions of the young and middle-aged poet dropped away, and Yeats' attention was focused more on the pressing realities of old age and the nearness of death. His final work shows a preoccupation with his legacy, as a man, and as a poet. Office 